Hello, everybody, and welcome to Boss Rush's Xbox podcast, Arsenal X. I am your host, Jesse Douglas, and I am here with Eddie Not So Better B. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back to Arsenal X. (laughs) Hello, everybody. I was like, I was thinking about that the other day, you know, like Eddie B, and I'm like, I, I wonder if anyone has ever thought like that you were Eddie Vedder. Probably <laughs> <laughs> not. Just from seeing your name, you know, but but usually, yeah, you have a picture with your, you know, on your uh, social media and stuff, so it'd be kind of yeah. hard to <laughs> they look at your picture and, oh, is that Eddie Vedder? <laughs> it's like, I think you need glasses, but... um. Yeah, so how's it going, Ed? How's your how's your weekend been so far? It's been very interesting, I would say the least. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I still need to hear about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, you know, I I I calmed down for the Nintendo Direct that happened um this weekend, like really catching up on news and stuff like this. I um one of the things that we'll be talking about later, uh the Microsoft uh, wireless headset. I'm like, it really yeah. looks cool and everything. And I was, I was so excited to see that. I'm like, yeah, this is the stuff that Microsoft needs. Um, and it looks really, it looks really slick and stuff. But like I said, we're gonna be talking about that in news. But I've been really good, um, getting a lot of stuff done and um, being kind of frustrated with OBS, <laughs> but still <laughs> learning in yeah. a sense. Uh, and, yeah. I, and I think it's like once I get it figured out. Um, and once things like run smoothly, I'll be able to do things uh, a little bit better, I should say. But yeah, I, I, I didn't. I, I've been, I've been educated. I've been learning. <laughs> yeah, it's that's the thing with technology. It's it's never easy. It, it there's never an easy solution to things. It seems like when it comes to technology, you know, like I've I've been a little. I've been fortunate with some of this stuff that I've been messing around with, uh, trying to get things, you know, like set up where I can have a, you know, a little bit more professional sounding of a setup. But, um, but yeah, I've, I've been lucky, but I haven't started dealing with OBS and stuff. So yeah, if you're, if you're watching, obviously we're, you know, it's not as fancy and nice looking as, (laughs) as Corey, Corey usually has it. I, I still need to get all this stuff from him and then, and then it will it will kind of look look like it, it uh, has before in the past, um, but uh, yeah, I got to learn all that stuff too, and uh, and mm-hmm. part of me is dreading dreading some of that stuff too, because I do want to you know like stream this when when I can. I mean, I know a lot of times we do it later at night, but it you know I, if people people are up and want to watch it or whatever, you know, they'll come and watch. So. Yes. But otherwise, I mean, it will just at least look nicer anyways when I, you know, when we go to edit and everything to have everything all nice and fancy yeah. with the lines and stuff on it. So, <laughs> but yeah, so, well, that's, that's good. Yeah. My, my weekend has just pretty much been cleaning and, and hanging out with the, the kids and stuff. And, you know, I've been playing some games and stuff a little bit here and there, but um, so yeah, just, just a little housekeeping though, really quick. Um, you know, if you want to listen to our other shows or find our other shows, we got a lot of great shows. You know, like, you know, I listen to like almost half of our shows myself just because I don't get to t- talk to everyone. But you can go to bossrushgames.com and basically anything and everything you'd need to know or want to know or probably more than you'd want to know, you're going to find there. So. Um, and then also remember that Arsenal X goes up every Tuesday. So, so if you uh, are waiting for that next episode, it'll be Tuesday. So, yes. All right. And then uh, we might as well get into what we've been playing or what's in our arsenal, as it <laughs> used to be called. <laughs> I think we're gonna go. I think we're gonna go back to that. So. Uh, okay, yeah. so uh, well, what's been in my arsenal? Definitely for Xbox. Um, I've been playing a little bit of the Hitman series. Um, I think I'm playing Hitman One that I got uh for Games with Gold. 
Um, and you know, kind of learning the ropes and everything. And I'm going, I'm going to really dig more into that because I've been also playing Doom Eternal. But I kind of, I think what I have to do with Doom Eternal is just persist, like just make progress and get that game done. And like, put my, I was, I'm weird sometimes because so, sometimes I talk to myself. I'm just like, I need to just finish Doom Eternal and get it off my system. Like I. <laughs> I, I'm just not feeling this game at all. And I was planning on getting it on, on Switch, but I'm I think just having it on Xbox One. Um then whenever I get a, I get a series X, probably like re-download it and see the difference. I I think I'm getting my full up feel of it. I think once I'm done with that game, I'm taking it off because I'm not I'm really I'm not liking it. Um yeah, I, I think it's just too much say the same as the regular Doom, and everything just feels boring. Like, I... well, f- for me, for me, it was because I, I think I really liked what the first one did, and then yeah, try to change it a little bit and tried to make it a little bit more, um, like you know, add some more mechanics or or not really mechanics, but add more you know, like way stylish kind of ways where you can refill your ammo and stuff like that. And, and I'll be honest, a lot of the times, like I, you know, when I'm playing a game like that, I just want to shoot things and, Mm -hmm. you know, and just enjoy the story. But, but a lot of that, like trying to remember which kind of attack or combo thing I need to do in order to get refill the ammunition that I need more of, like I'm it's it's taking my mind too much off of enjoying what's you know what's going on and and it's really easy to to completely run out of ammunition and be stuck you know like yeah so there there's yeah there that's kind of what I ran into is I was just having trouble uh remembering what I needed to do to replenish you know certain ammunition and and it just it it was too much too much work just to try to it, figure out how to refill. So it, it, I it just loses, kind of lost the my my attention. You know, it it loses its appeal. Like after kind of like the second stage, because it's just like I'm going to be doing the same thing over and over again. And it's just like I I I kind of don't get. I understand what what they were going for. Um, but the repetitive nature of it, I was just like, yeah, this is going to be a turnoff. It's going to be, a, I feel like it's going to be a good, okay game. But once I finish it, it's out the door because I'm ready. I'm thinking I'm going to jump back into uh, Ukulele, um, the first game, because I have it on uh, Xbox. And I, I, I'm struggling with Cyberpunk on if I should just wait till the next patch goes and then just finish it. Or should I just, you know, load it up and just go to the main story because um i don't you think want my honest opinion <laughs> i <laughs> wait until you get a series x and get... <laughs> because by the time you get a series x they'll they'll have the series x patch for it because that's honestly what i'm waiting for, waiting for. I've, owned, I've owned it basically since it came out but i i haven't really put much into it because i just want to wait until the the series x patch or the but, Series X update comes out, so. but it's 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 the same thing with Doom Eternal. It's losing its appeal with me, and maybe it, maybe because it, maybe because I'm not getting it, it's not clicking in a sense, and clicking in a way that Titanfall two clicks, the way that Doom clicks, the way that uh, Resistance three clicks, and um, Wolf is, uh, I think I said Wolf Sign two, like Wolf Sign two clicks. Like I think when I get in that zone. And and I'm just having fun, and I'm like, sometimes I could think I could be strategic and stuff, and have the right weapon. I'm good to go, and and this just feels like this. This really feels like this is an early beta game, and it's and it looks like a green like Steam game, but a little put together better in a sense, you know. It, it 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 yeah. It's just one of the games that it kind of loses, it lost its appeal to me. But I, I'm going to search around and I'm going to finish it. I don't, I, I or just wait to Series X. Like yeah, Cyberpunk is just not doing it for me. Um, and 
I, I know, I, like I said, I need to give it a fair chance to put in the work, but it's just like, it's, I don't know. It, it I haven't felt this way about a game since uh, uh, Race 2. Is it uh, Race 2? No, Rage 2. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, Austin even feels it, too. He's just like, man, I get what this is, but I'm not feeling it. And and I for, guess it's... For, for Doom? For no, Doom he's Eternal. playing Rage 2. He's playing Rage 2 oh, on okay. PS4. Rage 2. So, okay. right, and it's just like the same way that I feel like Rage 2 was okay. Um, I, I think it's like when a game loses its appeal um, and they don't build up, you know, it, it. I guess the building up doesn't feel right. You kind of lose interest because it's just like I've seen what you all have to offer. Now it's just you stretch this out long and I got to be forced to deal with it you know yeah i think i think that the rage 2 suffers from um kind of being stuck in a in an era that or you know like when it came out it was already out of date like it wasn't doing anything new yeah like honestly like i like playing that i i went back um more recently and i got um, the remaster version of uh, um, what is it? is it? Red Faction, like the Red Faction games, and like honestly, those had more, you know, stuff to do and more interesting things in it. Even yeah, each did. Like, I mean, it's a very similar game to Rage, in some ways. Um, but like you know, like being able to destroy things and like, you know, there's at least some fun things in there that that never really get old and, and are still enjoyable to do. But Rage just kind of like, you know, it, it had good, it had good things and like the shooting and, you know, a lot of the stuff was good about it. It's just yeah. there, wasn't, there wasn't anything to set it apart from, from what had already come out. You know, like it, it just felt like like it was made shortly after the first one came out but it just mm. didn't get released until years later you know like they never really added anything to it to make it feel new or you know a more modern game but yeah like honestly like when it comes to like doom eternal and stuff too like i like honestly if people haven't tried ghost runner yet like I say, just just try something like that. Now, I mean that gets difficult, mm -hmm. but it's but it's difficult in a different way, where once you figure things out, just like a you know like a really good beat 'em up or or you know or something like Castlevania or anything like that. Like when you get you know you get a um like everything kind of figured out. And you can just run through something and just do it you know, like with ease and and you know like this this game basically is a, it's you know it's you just want to keep on going you know yes. like just keep going you're you're swinging from things you're jumping off of things you're you're you know like timing your sl your slice with your sword just right like that that game feels the way that I wanted Doom Eternal to feel. I wanted it to feel like very fluid and like there are times in Doom Eternal that it does feel fluid, mm -hmm. but there's those those whole like reloading stuff of having to be, you know, having to be uh, conscious of what you're doing in order to reload things is what sets me back and like kind of puts up a barricade and doesn't quite let it be as fluid as as it feels like it should be. Like I I think the first game was way more fluid feeling. Like you could just go through, you could do your thing and you could just keep moving and and you know and you'd be fine, but it's there's too much barricades in in Eternal that can set you back and not allow it to be as fluid as you want it to feel. You know? Yeah. And I think that's kind of what you're saying as well with it. But, but yeah, it's, yeah, it, it is a bummer. I mean that, you know, like I like, I love how it looks and I do love that game, you know, for a lot of things, but it just, there are things that I just can't 
can't get over that that kind of wreck the experience for me. So I'm yeah. kind of, I'm kind of in the same boat as you with that. And I know I kind of made a joke at this, and I said that I see why Animal Crossing kind of dominated <laughs> against Doom Eternal, but it's like I'm when we get to the Bethesda stuff, I'm like I'm glad that a lot of their stuff is coming to Game Pass that people are playing it um, and everything. Yeah. Um, I ch- I I really thought this was going to be more than what it had to offer than the first one. And it feels like it. It's just there's something about it that is just not speaking to me. And I and I I think that's hap- that happens when you play a lot of first person shooters. When when you're playing it, a lot of those games grow throughout the throughout the whole campaign and stuff. Like even Call of Duty do some different things. And I think if I think if you're doing first person shooters and you're going to give us like a ten to twelve hour campaign. You need to bring some variety now. You just can't be shooting the same thing. You can't be running around almost in the same environments and jumping and, like, killing the same way. Because I'm like, once you see all the executions, you're going to be seeing that for the next A-plus-some hours. If you... The only thing that you can really look forward to is maybe the... It's maybe the secrets and upgrading, but it's still you're doing the same execution. And I, I, I think nowadays with first person shooters, you got to bring some diversity to it. You got to bring some variety to it because if you're doing the same thing, it's going to it's going to die out. No matter how your production stuff is, it is literally going to die out, and people are going to just move on because it, they they don't want to play more of the same thing over and over. Like I, I would, you know, I. I think if you if you feel like games like this are that repetitive, just play it on easy so you can get done with it. Get the story, do what you need to do, and move on. Yeah, and I and I I think the thing you know, like just to finish finish it like up with this, uh, mm-hmm. the the thing with the with Doom, I think, like I think it's not, it's just not for certain people. Like, I can com- completely understand why people do love, you know, Doom Eternal. And there yeah. are a lot of people who absolutely enjoyed it. Um, I think I think that was my issue with this one is the, the first one felt a little bit more accessible to, yes. to, to anyone, even if you're not, like, super great at, at first-person shooters. But I feel like this one, you had have to be more like like much better at first person shooters to really like because a lot of people said like you know like using the mouse and all that kind of stuff like like felt better because it's much easier because Mm -hmm. it it was there are a lot more harder situations where it would be better to have that that ease and, and quickness of of moving your uh your your ridicule or whatever yeah um so I think I think that's part of it too. Is I feel like it's it's almost like it was a PC game put on on uh, on consoles, you know. Mm-hmm. So and so like yeah, like I I if you love that game, good on you. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I yeah, me and Ed, <laughs> like it just it just I don't know something about it just wasn't for me because I. Yeah, I absolutely loved that first one. Like, me I, too. Like, I was like seriously like one of the best games I had ever played. I'd put it <clears throat> up there with like Titanfall two and stuff. But, but yeah, there's just something about the second one that just didn't do it for me. So, Jesse, I I screamed at the Nintendo Direct when Doom was coming to Switch. Yeah. I was just like, wait, <laughs> what? And I hit me and Corey. We talked to each other. We were just like, dude, they got Doom running on the reboot running on Switch. This is crazy. That that direct that direct when they showed it, and we'll get back to Xbox, was mind blowing crazy. Yeah, and I, we were we we was we were struck speechless because we couldn't say nothing. And I think yeah. that's when we become a bigger supporter of Bethesda. Like this yeah. is crazy. And it's just, yeah. it's so good. That game, Doom, yeah. the first reboot Doom is just so good. It's, it feels like it's a perfect 10. Like, I wouldn't change yeah. nothing yeah. about it. 
Yeah. And, and yeah, and that's what I was going to almost going to say is like, I feel like some games though, like, you know, like Halo was that way for the longest time. Yeah. You know, like you just almost some games, some shooters are just better left alone and not, not added to or changed in, in any like, you know, specific way, like other than, you know, just trying to do some more story stuff, but, but yeah, so. But uh, okay, so that's so that's pretty much it for what you've been playing. Yes. All right. Yeah. So for for me, um, I've actually um been firing up uh, Halo Five, and like just playing some multiplayer, <laughs> and and just you know just kind of messing around in that and and just having fun with it, and then um I actually finally uh, tried River City Girls. And uh, I'm stuck on that first boss, but it's such a fun game. I, I'm I'm really enjoying it. Um, I believe that yeah, they just just recently added it to Game Pass. So oh, nice. Yeah, so I've I haven't gotten too far into it, but I I played through that, and and it's kind of it's kind of fun. Like I like the whole like you can cut you know like some people when you beat them up enough they'll plead for their life or whatever mm-hmm. and you can add them to your roster and and then like so there's like you push one of the the um i think it's the left trigger or the right bumper it's one of those two you can push it and then they'll they'll jump out and do a little attack thing and help you for a second and then jump back away, kind of like the turtles stuff and all that. Okay. Uh, used to do like where you could call them in just just for one little attack, and then they quick jump back out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it is a beat 'em up. Um, and and so like the whole idea of it is, is um, here are these two Japanese girls that are in school, and they find out that their boyfriends were um were kidnapped, and so they're they want to leave and. You know, and the teacher's like, "Oh, what do, what do you think you guys are doing?" And they start, they start yelling at him and cursing him out, basically. And and uh, then he, then after that, the other kids in the class start trying to fight you, and he's just cowering by the, by the, um, by the uh, chalkboard and stuff. And then you yeah. fight those kids, and then you leave. So and yeah, it's and how it starts. But. Yeah, it's a take on a river city, a river city ransom, where yep. the guys gotta uh, yep. kind of save the girls and stuff. So they they switched it up, and this is my way for it. Uh, yeah, I love way for it. I just I support yeah. way for it so much, dude. I just love them. Yeah, the, this game is is a lot of fun, and like it's such a good beat 'em up just in general. It's not mm. super easy. It's not you know. Like it's 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 a pretty well balanced. I I definitely have to use my analog or the directional pad though to play mm-hmm. it because because like that that tapping forward twice to run or whatever yeah kind of stuff it's just not as easy to do on a on a and joystick uh, yeah so so yeah I've I've that's pretty much what I've been playing um you know other than like Fortnite and stuff here and there but um. But yeah, I'm in, I'm enjoying that game and looking forward to uh, getting a little bit further into that. So, wow, cool. Oh so, yeah, I, so that's that's what I've been playing. <laughs> I actually need to go with uh, cut on my Xbox and get uh, see what I think they released something more for games with Go. Uh, I got to see what they what they release. Yes. Um. Shoot. I I I forget what it was. I, I want to say there was there was something it was something pretty good that they added yeah. recently. Cause but, like, yeah, yeah, because like the, I think it started the 16th, and I'm just like, man, the games with gold stuff. I need to get it before it ends. Um, so yeah, I'll I'll check it. Don't worry about it. Yeah, no, I was I was just seeing if I could hopefully remember it, even just mention it for people listening. But yeah, I'll, yeah, I I think I want to start doing that, like things like that too, and just kind of. You know, I'll let you guys that are listening know, you know, like what kind of games and stuff. I mean, I'm sure you probably are seeing them when you're turning your Xboxes on. And mm-hmm. so, but, but, you know, to make it easier for people. But yeah, so. Yeah. All right. Um, <clears throat> why don't we get into the news here a little bit? Uh, so I, I've got a couple of things here that to talk about. 
Um, some of these, um, well, a lot of them I got like from IGN and stuff. And uh, the first thing, and now I heard this on another podcast, they were talking about it, and I kind of wanted to look into it a little bit more. Mm. Um, but I didn't really get, I'll be honest, I didn't get a chance to. <laughs> but um, so, so my, supposedly, Mike, like, Microsoft buying Bethesda was part of the reason that Stadia closed their internal studios, supposedly. So I I definitely want to uh, find out more about that myself. That, that was just kind of something I was going to just mention. I wasn't going to go into too deep. So so what happened was that uh, Phil Harrison told the team um, five days before they closed the studio, um, that everybody was doing a good job, production was going well, and everything. And uh, Phil Harrison knew that, uh, in in a sense, that they were going to end up closing. So when uh, five days later came, that he came back and said that studio, uh, their studios was closing down. Um, they were going to be moving some people to different departments and things like that. And uh, Jay Raymond, uh, she left to go. Uh, we don't know where she went. Um, I, she's probably on break right now. I, and I, I kind of want her to go to retro in the retro studios in a sense. Um, but uh, right now, that's kind of what happened. And the employees found out that they were closing the studio the same day that we found out that they was closing. Yeah. So um, they didn't know. They they were co- kind of confused because. Uh, few days ago, they were told that, you know, everything was okay. Everything was running fine. And then this uh, closure was happening and that they were um, changing their strategy and stuff. And Phil Harrison, they they think that Phil Harrison allegedly knew all about this before he actually came back and made that announcement that they were closing. So, oh, okay. Th- the the weird thing with saying that uh excuse me that Microsoft buying Bethesda was part of the reason for it is very odd because they knew that Microsoft bought Bethesda when the information went live. So with that, they had a chance to say something about it or to close the studio. But you got to remember that Stadia was kind of getting some praise because Cyberpunk was running on it. So it it was kind of weird to see that you're saying that them buying Bethesda is the reason that part of it is closing down. But what does them acquiring studios have to do anything with it? Okay. So I'm I was just pulling it up here while you were talking. So Okay, so according to Taku's source, Harrison pointed specifically to Microsoft's buying spree and planned planned acquisition of Bethesda software later this year as one of the factors that he made Google's Google decide to close the book on original game development. Microsoft announced plans. Uh yeah, okay, never mind. I, I, when I was reading that, I thought like he was like they were planning on buying uh, Bethesda, but then Microsoft no. took it from them. But yeah, no, I don't, yeah, I don't, it doesn't quite, it doesn't make no sense because the thing about it is Google Stadia, Google Stadia had a whole year, you know, like 2019, it came out, they had their problems. 2020, they should have got that stuff together. But Microsoft buying Bethesda was out of the blue because didn't know didn't, nobody knew that Zenimax or any of their companies were in trouble or anything. I think Microsoft just made a power move to be like, hey, we got some money uh, that we can can support you because Google is a trillion dollar company almost just like Microsoft. So what yeah. would the, what would them buying buying studios have to do anything with it? Like. Th- they don't have Google don't have to go and buy a studio to make their system great or keep their uh keep their stadia going you know you're not really using a uh uh you're not really using like a console console to it you're kind of using like 
this base thing, um, and then you're just streaming. And and people who they gotta buy the games still, um, and if if they take Google Stadia down, people lose it because it's all cloud gaming. What does buying Bethesda, I mean buying Zenimax, have to do with them closing down? You buying a company is different than you having a company yourself that you created developing the game. They got th- there's no competition. Google's games are not going to be on Microsoft platforms. So what? Uh, what Microsoft can still put stuff on Stadia if they want to. They're putting stuff on Steam. So if they want to put some uh, Zenimax stuff on Stadia, they could. I wonder. I wonder if it's just maybe that they've seen Microsoft buying up all those. Uh, you know, buying like going on a on a buying spree, and they didn't want to to you know because uh, let's be honest like google stadia basically was uh you know and and phil spencer and them had said this much that google stadia really they looked at as their competitor like they you know sony was there but but as far as you know what microsoft plans to do for the future of streaming and stuff like that they really looked at google as more of their competition you know, because they were the only ones in that space, you know, like, and, Mm -hmm. and so I wonder if Google got scared that anytime they showed any interest in, in buying up a state, a studio that Microsoft would try to come in and make it harder for them. And so they just thought, well, you know, just, you know, forget it. Let's not even bother going into those, those waters because because we're you know like we don't well let's be honest they don't know what they're doing and when it comes to games like they they really don't they really don't know a whole lot about that part the you know the Mm -hmm. the bigger game industry and so when it comes to google and microsoft coming head to head fighting for something i don't think google is in a place to know what they're doing and they probably seen that and we're like, uh, we probably shouldn't even bother with this part of it. The the thing about it, it's not even that Google still had to fix their functionality. You can't, you cannot market stuff that's yeah. 4K, 60 frames per second, and you're still not delivering this. You're still doing commercials where you're not even delivering on the functionality. Microsoft, in a in some way. Is trying, but they really. Uh, you have heard me many times get on Microsoft to say that you guys are not marketing this system right because when you keep saying 4K 60 frames, you don't say that you got to choose oh, between 4K frames. No, I'm talking about with Microsoft with Microsoft too. When they say 4K 60, th- you're saying it saying that it sounds like that you're getting 4K, uh, you're getting 4K with 60 frames per second. But in reality, you have to choose the frame rate versus performance. The same thing yeah. with Google. The same thing with Google. Yeah, Stadia. That's, but that's that's always been that's always been the case, even for like you know back in P, uh you know 360 mm-hmm. and PS3 days and. You know, everyone would say like what's they it's always been that it's the highest frame rate that you can reach on games and it's it's also the highest um you know fidelity that you can reach on games. But, but you can't can't always have both both on and, every and, game, but it is capable of doing and, both and of those. That's things. and that's the thing of the marketing. And this is yeah. where Microsoft and Google both fell at is that you cannot keep saying that, oh, you get to play your stuff in 4K 60 frames per second. And when that ha- when you get the system, you get the game, you got to choose. They never I, I keep saying this. I'm like, if you're going to market stuff like this, you need to tell the consumers in your marketing that you could choose between 4K or you could choose between 60 frames per second. Because the thing about it is, when I hear 4K 60, I'm hearing that I'm getting it together. And if you say that you got the most powerful system to do it, or even you, or your cloud-based system can pull this off, I shouldn't be having be I shouldn't be able to choose to it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, oh, I mean, really, you know, really, the thing is too is like, you know, I think I think Stadia just 
just you know they promised way too much, much. in the beginning yeah. and and the thing is is i do think that they could have pulled it off because technically like when you're when you're looking at what stadia does compared to what um to what you know the microsoft um, does. yeah what microsoft does now microsoft stuff is is just an addition it's not it's not the, the only way yeah it's not the base way to play stuff but they do but stadia does do one thing better and that is that their controllers can connect to wi-fi mm-hmm. uh getting rid of some of that latency that is there on microsoft's end yeah um you know and like now there there i'm sure there's multiple ways you can fix those things that that microsoft will figure out in time but but they they have the luxury of of it not being their main base way to play their games and so they can kind of take their time with it and figure things out but mm-hmm. what happened now is now you've got now you've got Amazon gaming which they they do their controller does the same exact thing it connects to Wi-Fi and but they're they're what the way that they offer things you're actually getting like more of like a game pass style thing where when you pay for the service there's a whole bunch buttload of games that you'll get to play for free without having to buy them mm-hmm. plus you can buy games i believe on top of that so they're already you know stadia already screwed up and now they've let someone else just out of nowhere come in there, do the same thing they're doing, but then do it better. So, like, I mean, I, to me, that's just another example of they just do not know what they're doing when it comes to the gaming industry. They 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 thought they knew, but the thing about it is, is that when you're doing stuff like this, you got to give people time with the demo. You got to give people time to understand why they need it. You need to get their your hands on. You need to test stuff. You need to get the surveys back and research and develop it because it. Um, I, I call this this is the Fallout seventy six problem where mm-hmm. you give people a little bit and then you just release the product and then your product is not up to snuff that you've been hyping and talking about. You really need time to really get the hands on and like really break things down and showcase it. Google, yeah. they have the functionality to do that. A lot of people use Google uh, website to search the internet and everything. Maybe it should have been, maybe before like the, the system came out or anything, if it was a software thing where anyone could just jump on, give it a, give this thing a test play, see how it is and give surveys way before the system came out. I think Google would have been in a better place because now you the, the the a variety of opinions coming from what they play will help them better the experience. So when they're ready to release uh, Google Stadia, they have that information to release it. Microsoft, trust me, Microsoft does a lot of testing. They do a lot of surveys. They put stuff out for people to try and see what people are going to say. Whether they bring the product out, out or not, they're going to test because they need that information to make that product better. If the information is not good and they still are having problems microsoft would kill it yeah and to wrap this one up um yeah Mm -hmm. i think it's basically you know that's it like microsoft has basically said you know like multiple times and they've proved it that they're they're listening to what people have to say they're you know what they're Mm -hmm. the people who are buying their products have to say you know i mean just look at what happened with with halo infinite after Mm -hmm. you know it had some bad you know some some bad looks when they showed the the trailer and stuff and they've they've kind of it sounds like they've actually um did a, a, a big overhaul on like graphics and everything so so they you know they're they're definitely listening and they know you know they know that they they've wasted all their uh you know their chances with people and they've got to try to do things right so yeah, people were just like, we know you guys could deliver better quality than this. And we and I like me. And you talked about it. We know that this slipstream engine is brand new and everything. But 
people want that quality to be better. I don't think I don't even think because it's running on Series X it should look good. It's just it should just be like the quality should be up to par because you guys are three for three studio. You got one of the biggest properties in gaming history, and we want you guys to succeed mm-hmm. with this. You know, that's yeah. all people care about. Yeah. And so, okay. So one other thing, uh, so like as Microsoft was, uh, you know, speaking of Bethesda and Zenimax, um, as they, they've been, uh, kind of finishing up that and completing that deal, they actually, mm-hmm. uh, they actually created a new company and, uh, uh, and that, that company or that, uh, studio will be called vault. So, you know, I'm, I'm I'm guessing uh because of uh a fallout, you know, you vault vault one oh one and all those famous things. So yeah, it only make it only makes sense to use something unique to their properties to kinda ha- make a fun, you know, a fun uh studio name. So yeah, so so moving forward once once that deal is, you know, complete, all the all the Bethesda Xenomax stuff will all be basically underneath the vault name so so yeah that that'll be that'll be fun i'm i'm excited i can't wait you know once we once they're in the fold and we really get to you know see what kind of uh, fun things you know we've got coming up so and i have a feeling uh this this around e3 time we're gonna we're gonna see some of that stuff come to light so yeah um, so yeah, and with okay, the next thing then, uh, and we kind of you know I'd kind of touched on this a little bit is that new wireless headset that's coming yes. out for a hundred hundred dollars, and uh, yeah, like I I had been kind of looking into it and stuff, and you know kind of listening to people talk about it, and so like one of the like because that 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 trailer that we got didn't you know it didn't really say a whole lot we it just kind of gave us a look at it and and all that stuff and so um i actually went on a, a an article in on cnet and i was kind of looking into it more about that and so what's really cool is finally we will be able to use any kind of chat form that we want to use to chat with our friends while we're playing games so basically this this headset will have the ability to connect to your phone and your Xbox at the same time so you'll be able to hear the sound of the game you're playing from your Xbox through the headphones mm-hmm. but at the same time also be able to hear your voice chat from whatever chat you're using but you know be it Discord or or probably even Skype, you know, like whatever you literally, whatever you want to use, as long as you're running it off of your phone, you'll be able to hear those being mixed into your ear at the same time. And I'm sure, you know, they'll, you'll be able to like adjust the sounds of one. And if you want to hear more of, you know, your chat versus the sound from the, the game, but, but yeah, so that, that's a real big thing because that's just something well, I mean, there's a lot of things when it comes to headsets that that have been limited when it comes to the Xbox side of things, but but this is definitely a nice big step in the in the right direction, and them finally stepping up to try to compete with Sony when it comes to uh, you know like their headsets and stuff like that. So, well, it's I think the the one thing is. Uh... It's it's probably gonna be kind of the connection thing because I I think when you're playing a game with Xbox, you're probably kind of focusing on everybody talking through Xbox. You kind of don't think of this Discord or you don't think of Skype and be like, who's joining me while I'm talking to my friends? We just try to do this Destiny raid or something. It's kind of yeah. it, 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 it may be it may be a lot, but I think once people get used to it and get the hang of it and understand it a little bit better, it's gonna be a nice thing. I, I like that they gave a lot of options to this. Um, yeah. for this thing, and I, I think for me, it's like I, w- I really want to hear it. I, I want to hear how crisp uh, and how good the sound is because, like, if like I like 
Gears 5 is going to probably be the test for me because Gears 5 sounds amazing in a headset. Like, it yeah. really does. And if this could rival t- uh, Turtle Beach, Turtle Beach got a lot of work to do um, to say that. And hopefully that, like, this new wireless headset, hopefully it's not cheap, like, it breaks it or, or something like it's not working or everything. Um, I really hope that it has a good uh, battery life, too. You know, yeah, uh, and yeah. I like believe that. I believe it was going to be the fourteen or fifteen hours. Hours, yeah. Okay, worth yeah, of so. battery life. You know, which which um, I'm guessing it's going to be the standard new. You know, like it's going to be the Type C USB and all those things. Oh, please. So I'm, yeah. So I'm guessing I'm guessing it's going to be really easy. To just have it plugged into your Xbox, kind of like the controllers, mm. like what I do with the controllers right now. Um, it, you know, you just plug it in when you're not using it, and then it's charging. You know, like uh, basically treat it like your controllers. I, I'm that's my guess. I I don't know that a hundred percent for sure, but I I'd I'd almost bet on it because I, I feel like everything's going to Type C now and stuff. And you know what, Type C is kind of I, one ever since I got my Switch and my Pro controller, and I use Type C, man, it's such a game changer. It it oh, really yeah. makes it's nice being able to plug it in without having to look. Ooh, do I have it the right, right way, way before I plug it? Because it either way is the right way. So it's and 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 it sticks in. It doesn't fall yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, and trust me, when you have kids and they've destroyed, <laughs> they've destroyed like like four tablets because they didn't have the Type C, and they would shove it in the wrong way and push uh-huh. the whole charging uh, part, metal part inside of the uh-huh. the tablet. Yeah, Type C. I wish it would have came out like ten years ago. Yeah, because because like it is just so much more superior than than that old. The old mini uh, USB type, you know, whatever. But yeah, it was bad. Yeah, yeah, it was bad. And you know, that's one thing that, even though I'm not a, I'm not an Apple fan, I've they have always at least, you know, they may have made their own, uh, you know, versions of it there for a little while, but at least they're the way they had things, you could plug it in any way that you Mm -hmm. wanted to. You know, yes. that's one thing that I do admit they were they were definitely ahead of the game with. Okay. But but yes. yeah, so that, yeah, hundred dollars for that new headset. Um, uh, yeah, it looks I, amazing. <laughs> yeah, I think it's March sixteenth for the release or something. Sometime yeah. in March, um, yep. it is. But yeah, if people want to pre-order it, go ahead and pre-order it. Um, I'm going to try to do a pre-order. If not. Um, I'll see if I can get one when I go to the store again. And hopefully Microsoft sends a lot to the store for people to go in and buy. I mean, that would be cool. Yeah. All right. And so this, this next, um, story that I have is just, it's just kind of something a, a little fun. Um, it doesn't, it doesn't seem like a big deal, like on, on the face of it, but so so Microsoft has all—I believe they've already actually rolled out a few games that are that are doing this. But they, um, the engineers and stuff, had, have found a way to kind of trick old games into running uh, a lot of the times twice twice the frame rate, um, or or more even even like four times like games that were only running at at thirty frames per second originally. Are now they they have them able to run at uh, 120 frames per second uh, on the Series X? So they did they did um, do a batch you know a batch of games. It's kind of kind of reminds me of when they first started rolling out the uh, the backwards compatibility you yeah. know, and stuff of old games. Like I, I believe these are 360 games. One of them is I think Super Lucky's Tale. That's um, Xbox One. Yeah, yeah. So, so that yeah, some of the X, it's some Xbox One games, I think, and I want to say some. Th- maybe it wasn't 360 yet. Maybe they're just working on Xbox well. One games. But, but yeah, now them having them be able to run, you know, at at uh, you know, really good frame rates and stuff will just kind of be 
you know, it'll be nice, especially for games like Super Lucky's Tale, where it's a, you know, a platformer type game. Like I remember seeing those the like where they showed, you know, how how um, Ori looked in the 30 mm-hmm. frames, and then showed what it looks like in 120, and it's just so buttery smooth that it's just just you know makes that game just look so much better because you can see every little detail you know just moving fluidly and so yeah like but so like the the way they did this is like i guess on a hard on a hardware level they were able to like unlock some more uh some more power for for frame rate type stuff and uh and so like you know this this is always the case though when we get new consoles they're always still learning exactly what they can push these things to do, you know? Oh, yeah. And, and, and we already know that, um, that like, you know, the games and stuff that we're getting right now on series X, like they may look like, look really good and run really good, but they're still not using most of the the power or the capabilities that these consoles have. They're, they're still not even breaking it in yet, so and, so and it's, it, it's and I think a lot of it has to deal with this is their first games coming out for Series X and they're learning the engine, mm-hmm. learning the tech and stuff. And so once they get the know how and they're still learning, by the time they get probably to the third or fourth game, and the life series is if it's still like halfway with the life series they're going to be able to do some amazing stuff. And depending on what engine that they use, it's going to look breathtaking. It's going to be like the, the, the it's, it's more of the look than the experience itself. You know, the look is going to yeah. be like, wow, they really did something um, with this. The experience is going to be like, okay, um, whatever the gameplay is, the gameplay is. Um, but like, if they could do a lot with it, it I think about... I would say probably with about 23, um, probably year 23, I think maybe even just 80% of the Series X power will be unlocked. And I think still more people will be finding out more about it. Yeah, I think I think it will take a couple of games getting in. You know, mm-hmm. like you figure if you if a game takes about two or three, you know, years to make and then they, they kind of can start working on some of that stuff. And then, then the next time around, I think is when they'll, you know, they'll really start getting into a little bit more and, you know, like, cause that's always how it is, you know, like every console, we always see the best looking games, you know, at the end of it. And then when we go back and look at those first games and yeah. compare them to the ones that came out at the end of it, we're just like, holy, like this, I can't believe that this, these were on the same console, you know, like it's, it's the it's, evolution. It's yeah. And, and, and the one thing too, um, you know, like, you know, like you were talking about experience and stuff. And I, I do feel like these consoles are pushing some, you know, or, well, I mean, at least for series X so far, like with, we know with the medium that that game would not have been able to work on, on Xbox one because it, it just didn't, it didn't have the computing capability to to be able to render two different you know uh essentially run the game twice side by side mm-hmm. and play it at the same time and then you know like what really helped with this is that game as well is the hard drive but again that you know that that fired on those two cylinders but there was still those there's still those you know the the um the you know, ray tracing and all these other things that that the the Xbox is capable to do that it didn't even really touch at all. So mm-hmm. so once we can see games using all of those things at, in one game, that's that's when it's really gonna start to be, you know, exciting and stuff. Yeah. And you know, and even even uh like when when the uh um, Ratchet and Clank come out like uh, you know they're gonna be using the ray tracing and definitely it's gonna be the hard drive that's gonna allow that game to play the way it does. Yes. But outside of that, they're not that game. I don't feel like it's really gonna be using anything you know any other features other than that really that, that the the PS4 couldn't do. 
So, you know, like, like the medium, like that's like those two games are kind of showing off parts of these new consoles that, that we wouldn't be able to experience on the last consoles. And then but so we're going to see more and more stuff that will show a lot of those off in one game. And I think sometimes it plays off the graphical art style that they're using. You know, Ratchet and Clank got yeah. this. It, it's detailed, but they still got that insomnia yeah. cartoony art style where yeah. the medium is like to bring that that horror or that, that spooky feel to it. They got to use darker tones. They got to make it yeah. look a little bit more realistic and have uh, more 3D assets and stuff. So it. I think when we get more into the future and we see developers deciding on what graphics that they're going to use, it's going to actually show off the power of that system. I think Series X is, is re really is powerful. And so, like, Hellblade is going to look maddening because Ninja Theory are great art. They, they're great artists. And definitely their new game, it's just like their new game look that's coming up looks is going yeah. to be bunkers too. Yeah, speaking so, of, just really quick, if you have not seen it yet, go go on YouTube, search for Project Mara, or or um I think even you can just search Ninja Theory, and then go go to their videos and look up their diary um their diary uh kind of uh series that they got going on for Project Mara because they show what kind of crazy technology they're they're working with and what they're showing what they're they want to be able to do in that game and it is some of the most intriguing coolest looking stuff that i've seen personally when watching like any kind of behind the scenes mm -hmm. making of a game type stuff like they're getting to go to like like real like places out in you know in like different countries and like they're using the shit that like scans mountains and stuff and takes yeah. a, a exact like you know picture of in in every detail of mapping and everything and being able to use that information directly in the games so like it's it's crazy if you have not seen that i i suggest especially if you're an xbox fan go check those out because it is it it's get get me a little bit excited for for what the future lies uh in I, in that studio i kind of want to see what square enix if they would ever go back to their luminous engine um and if, if people don't know about that they did a comparison they took an actual garage with cars in it and they uh like literally design almost the same thing to the point where you can't tell the difference the only way you could tell it is if you look a little bit closer to it one of the pictures and you see a little sprite like a little graphics but it was almost one-to-one -one ratio spot on uh, and they haven't used it or anything um but uh their engine really, really look at to me. Their their luminous engine really put Unreal Engine four to shame. But yeah, uh, and I, you know that's the thing though. I think we're going to see with the this next generation of console. I mean, we already know Unreal Engine is is you know it's getting its update or it's already basically I think rolled out to some developers. Mm -hmm. So. So you know, like I, I, I could definitely see with this new, with this new technology that we're that we have in these new consoles that I, I feel like some of these, these companies are going to have to update their, uh, their, you know, their engines and stuff. Yes. Um, you know, especially to deal when it comes to ray tracing and things like that. You know, as it becomes mm -hmm. more and more of a, of a. Um, you know, a thing that's in that's kind of in everywhere now. They're gonna have to uh, start, you know, using that stuff and using that technology if they want to really make their games look good. They can't always come, you know, rely on the the hardware to to hopefully do what they want it to do. You know, so yeah, you know, and that's why I think Unreal Engine, the new Unreal Engine, is is gonna tackle. Uh, ray tracing from a, a um software standpoint because because it just is going to make it make it so much easier for lower lower powered uh 
systems to be able to still you know use those things so yeah it's just already heard they talked about you know like ray tracing on switch you know because if a game is made with ray tracing through their software it will show up on the switch games you know and you don't need that power to do it on a on a on a hardware side you know yeah and yeah we'll see when unreal engine when it's actually released because i know sony right now has the has it time exclusive so it's locked even though other games can't use it i uh i think they'll probably bring that game out when it's unlocked for series x and uh probably for nintendo switch um but yeah I, i i'm excited to see i'm literally am excited to see and it's really cool that microsoft did this boost performance for these old games to yeah. run better I, I still think that's really cool i love the fact that they're tinkering and they and they are it if phil harrison not not phil harrison if phil. um phil spencer continue to let those those engineers fool around and unlock stuff man xbox series x is going to be the system that going to be like we we you thought that we had this kind of potential but you trusted to know that it got more potential than unexpected yeah yeah and you know and that's the thing is yeah like if if uh companies are or especially when it comes to hardware and and computers like Mm -hmm. like just just settling for what what you have isn't isn't always the best choice because you if you mess around with things and you tinker with things you can yeah definitely find more and more cool things and secrets and you know and stuff like that so it's yeah i'm i'm glad that they're really you know getting to just kind of have fun with playing around with it and just seeing what they can do with it so yeah it's yeah it's exciting and i'm i'm sure that kind of stuff is happening on the sony side as well and it'll be fun you know to see what 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 their uh future brings as well so it's you know it's going to be exciting so um I did have a question from Austin, but I th- think I'm going to save that for next week. I think I think we uh, we just we just finish it because we've we've had a lot of good discussion on this show, and I don't I don't want to <laughs> make it run too too long. So so yeah, um, so we'll we'll just uh, add where where can we find you? So you guys can find me on Twitter at that pressure code. You can check out Nintendo Pop Block on Mondays. Uh, 7.30, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. That's when we'll go live. Um, also, uh, check out Crossroads. Um, um, that's our PlayStation podcast. They are they record on Tuesdays at 8 p.m. And definitely watch it this week if you, if you guys are hearing this before they go live. Um, they have uh, the voice actor of Leon from Resident Evil 2 on there so do go check that out you'll find that at exodus 803 e-x-o-d-u-o-s uh d-u-s 803 on twits on twitter and on twitch uh and on youtube like really guys check that out and stuff like that yeah um it, it's going to be a very entertaining show um yeah with it and, and, and their show is always entertaining yeah you know, if, it you, is. if you if you love if you love uh playstation you know, over over Xbox, I have no hate for you. <laughs> Go listen to their show and enjoy it. You know, yes. like I, I uh, yeah, because I I listen to their show. I try to catch it occasionally and listen to it myself, even though I don't ha- own literally own anything PlayStation other than a PS One and a PS Two. <laughs> but <laughs> but hey, I you know like the, those guys are they're they're a lot of fun. So yeah, definitely yes. go check them out. So yes, and. and then- uh, oh, and then you guys can find me on Twitter at that retro code, and you guys could check out Optional Opinion on uh, SoundCloud, other podcast apps, and World One One at Popbean dot com. Uh, we've been going back through our old episodes, so you guys go check that out. Nice, nice, yeah, and and you can find me almost everywhere as Phantom NXS, and don't forget Tuesdays the show will be live. <laughs> All right. Yes. Why don't we why don't we throw up the X? Let's throw, throw up the, the X? X? Yes. Because <laughs> we're gonna exit. Exit this. out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alright. Uh and everybody, as always, let's continue to play video games and be better to one another. Peace.
Ready, yeah, Jesse? Yep, that sounds like a good idea. All, All right. right. Take it easy. Bye, everybody. <laughs>